0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rhymes and Poetry with your girl, Nazi Lee, and yet another week of poetry. It is going to be really awesome. We are going to be diving into some crazy hot topics as we do every single week, and it's very crazy because we live in times right now where anything can shake the world. I mean, even the smallest things are shaking the world. So, we are going to go into the seven poems that shook the world, and at the end of the show, I will tell you the two things—the only two things—that can shake the world, indeed. So you guys need to keep it locked right here on Rhymes and Poetry. And I know you guys are looking for us, and you're like, "Where can we find you guys?" If you're looking for us, you can find us on our website www.activefm.co.za, or you can find us on Facebook ActiveFM7 or simply on Instagram at ActiveFM7. And yes, because we love you that much, we've created our own personalized page it is called rhymes and poetry triple seven you guys can just go into that and basically just follow comment we'd like to hear so much from you and we posting things from the show every single week like last week we're basically speaking about the whole fact of trap music and is trap music okay for us to be doing and we started a trap music contest so you guys can get involved in that and see what that is all about but right now i will see you after this amazing break
1: what's up this is bex from last days fam you listen to active fm with my man dumisani christ music is hot music
0: what's up everybody welcome back to rhymes and poetry you know i cannot leave you guys without listening to two amazing tracks so i'll catch you guys right after these two hot tracks because christ music is hot music
2: Your love and grace Like a bullet through the heart Your target was me. You posed a question Do you believe Your loving grace, like a bullet through the heart. Your talk with me. You pose a question Do you believe?
1: Had to put at least one trap song on this, right? But it's like happy trap. Ah. I am a millennial, in my home studio, watching YouTube videos I grew up on Legos, Lunchables, and Eggos Not to brag, but participation trophies, yeah I got those That was years ago, 3 past 2-0, BA degree-yo Still feel like a niño, mama come a kiddo When I was eating Cheerios, I still eat cereal But I am an adult, here's the dealio I'm grown up but what's up with all the responsibility I'm worried if I work in my staff with my creativity I'm busy making my feet on this so pleasing aesthetically And somehow I get blamed for the death of the neck in the No one tell me real life is such a mess Why nobody tell me that I ain't the best? All of a sudden everybody's unimpressed I play playing cool, homie, all I do is guess I Shoot from the hell Shoot from the, shoot from the hell All I do is Shoot from the hell I got no idea, got no clue, so you know I just Shoot from the hell Shoot from the, shoot from the hell All I do is Shoot from the hell I got no idea, got no clue I'ma make it up as I go I'm a PBS kid that got grown Hold up, where did my summer break go? Somebody, anybody, tell me what I need to know Wait, I gotta pay student loans? Oh Pay my own bill for my phone? Oh up with rent on my own? Oh, any chance I can leave this alone? Oh. I don't think I took a class for this. All my friends have a Reese as an activist. Never took a test, so checked off a list. To be a grown-up, I just took a shot and missed. And now I'm stuck in the middle, feeling weird. I'm like a kid, but can kind of grow a beard. But I don't want to work if it ain't my dream career. I am pseudo-independent. I don't need a puppeteer. Mm. Superman, shoot for the Superman, All I do is, Superman. I got no idea, I got no clue, so you know I just yes. Superman, shoot for the Superman, Superman. I got no idea, I got no clue Ah sure. uh. uh my generation get a lot of hate for our snapchat selfies and swipe right days no ambition they say no conviction they say got no vision they say one by prediction okay like it or not we all you got so homie get it through your brain i think everyone's opinions need to take a little break no matter what you say no matter who you're trying to blame millennials will run the whole world someday we are not the worst generation ever when did we start any world wars i'm um, never what kind of standard are you even trying to measure we own the internet and our music ain't clever growing up is hard enough without your guilt trips we don't gotta be the same as you to get it i know it might seem like we don't always have a grip but it don't matter because we know how to shoot from the hip. Superman 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 all I do is Superman I got no idea, I no, idea no clue so you know I Jesse Superman the Superman all I do is Superman I got no idea
0: From that Welcome back, everybody. You're right here on Rhymes and Poetry with your girl Nalti D and we are still speaking seven poems that shook the world. So basically, as I was telling you before, this everything, and I mean everything, can shake the world in this world that we're living in today. We're fighting about petty things. We're being shaken by petty things, and basically, this is one of those other things where seven poems shook the world, and we're basically gonna go through them and. For me personally In order for a poem to shake the world It really needs to be powerful And it it, it need not be something That comes out of um, Basically what you think But something that can Basically impact everyone Something that speaks to everyone And speaks for everyone So basically we're just going to go back Into these poems And it just says briefly That a poem can achieve a large readership In various ways By galvanizing political movements Or making political statements by revolutionizing poetry through the introduction of radically new techniques forms or subjects and that is very true and it can even shape the language during times of linguistic chaos here are seven poems that shifted consciousness and before we go into the seven poems i honestly feel these are one of the times where we have linguistic chaos because the new age of speaking i mean it's gone so far away from what it used to be that words are being added i would say on a daily basis to to what we say words that are given meaning and even put into the dictionary i've seen it where people are actually putting words in the dictionary and i was actually shocked so the seventh one is somebody blew up america by amiri baraka and basically this was written in 2002 and this followed the text on the nine on the day of 9-11 And basically if you don't know what happened on this day Is that two planes flew into The Twin Towers in America And it was chaos, everybody that Was there on the day that saw what happened Can attest to the fact that It was really chaos and it shook Everybody and basically what Amir speaks about in this poem Is about how the Israelis And President Bush had advanced knowledge On the terrorist attacks and I mean This has been controversial and this Has been a controversy that has been Going around for decades, I mean, we've all been speaking about it. We've all um, seen how everyone thinks that it's someone new. I've watched documentaries actually, where they're actually speaking about it, and they're like, "How would he know to do this?" And this happened so weird and everything. And basically, I've seen as poetry goes more and more into uh, the political sphere, we 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 finding that poetry is no longer for. It, it doesn't serve what it used to, if you understand what I'm saying. It basically has moved into a place where we basically just pointing fingers. We're like, okay, this is what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen. And that is the breakdown of poetry. Um, if we're looking at a political stance if you're looking at reading a poem rather than reading literature or like something like a newspaper people would rather read the newspaper to see what's actually going on in poetry and as poets try and push more into the political sphere to try and be heard to try and be this voice it's, it's pushing poetry down because not everybody wants to read a poem about politics. We live in a world that's falling apart already. Like, everybody wants a remedy. Everyone wants that, that thing that they can read and be like, okay, they don't need something that's going to just remind them and basically just stir up controversies about how bad um, the world is um, as it stands. And basically, um, this is what the poem was about, and it shook people. People were reading this, and they were like, what 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 happens now do we believe it do we not believe it do we pay attention to it what do we do and the controversy surrounding somebody blow up america threatens to cloud the poem's larger message as journalist jeremy pierce explains the poem announces a plight of downtrodden through history repeatedly asking who is responsible for the political oppression across the globe so as you can hear it, man, it it it, it really did stir up a controversy in, in the United States and I think before the poem even came out, the the it was lingering in the air. Everyone had the questions, everyone basically had an idea so to speak of what happened on 9-11 and when the poem came out i think it was just that thing that oh someone agrees with me maybe there is a controversy and i think that's why it shook the world at number six we have driving into the wreck by AGN rich and basically People were speaking about this because she basically speaks about how women were isolated from any meaningful participation or voice in forces that led to the disaster. And basically this is a poem that um, speaks about a shipwreck and she basically dives into the whole thing. I, I feel like for a poem in these days to shake the earth or to shake the world, we need to go into issues that we are facing and she basically goes into the issue of basically sexism and women not being oppressed and not being able to speak about certain things and not being able to basically account for what happened or just tell their story and that is why she shook um, the world in this poem and basically the poem concludes that anyone hoping to save civilization from destruction must transcend gender. And isn't that a fight we're all fighting today This whole gender story like Everyone is in it, everybody is speaking About it From the woman's side they're being oppressed From the men's side It's just this whole big thing And she wrote this poem about this About the shipwreck and about how the women After the shipwreck were not able to Give an account of the disaster And that comes from in the olden days Where um, basically the women Weren't able to speak And As long as you're speaking about the right things, that's how I feel. As long as you're speaking about what people want to hear, if you bring out a poem or if you bring out topics about stuff that people are not interested in, like if you're speaking about the Bible, if you're speaking about Jesus, people don't want to hear it. Those type of poems don't make it out there to shake the earth. But if you're speaking about things that people feel is relevant like sexism and and racism and all of that stuff then all of a sudden your poem shakes the world and this is just one of those other poems that that shook the world basically because it's speaking about the whole issue with with the genders and equality and all of that stuff that's basically the only reason and from what i can gather as to why this poem shook the world so basically at number five we have The Second Coming by W.B. Yeats And basically he is just speaking about World War One, Basically And um, he, this poem was written in 1919 So for it to still be relevant now You know it, it, it must have been something And he speaks about Um his homeland he speaks about the bloodshed he speaks speaks about the civil war and basically how hard it was in those times basically dealing with a war and um he dives into a whole bunch of concepts i mean he felt the world events of his time um basically argued against the christian age which had itself replaced by the roman age and all of that stuff and he's basically just speaking from his point of view just talking about what the war meant and how the war affected them and how everything fell apart during this war and we see this a lot where in times of war many people cry out and say that we'd rather fight we'd rather have a war but as you speak to people and as you dive into this topic you actually see How war affects people. You see how people are being killed, how kids are being separated from their families, like little boys are being separated and are taught to kill. And they basically have that instinct in them to actually kill. And we see this a lot happening around the world. And as I said, the only way nowadays, which is very sad, to shake the world is to actually speak about the stuff that the world finds relevant. And unfortunately what the world finds relevant is not anything that can help them out of their situation it's not anything that can help them into a better day but it's it's just basically reminiscing on the past and speaking about it and just that that's what this poem is about and it's just emphasizing on the whole fact of war and yes we don't want war right now we don't need another war we'd rather live in peace and that's the poems we need to see um if we're going to basically look at topics about things that are going on in the world i feel we should look at it from a point of okay how can we fix this rather than writing poems about what happened which aggravate people when you read the poetry of these days it 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 it, it's unsettling it doesn't make you feel like there's hope it it crushes your hope actually and that's what happens actually when you're also reading the newspapers when you're watching the news you're like oh my word the world is bad and that's what you keep thinking and we're not bringing out enough things out there that actually show people that there's a hope this is what happened and we don't want this to happen again okay so here's the solutions here's what we do so we don't go into another war here's what we do so that we can actually bring restoration to the world but those poems don't make it out there those poems are not shaking the world rather what is shaking the world are poems about what happened and poems about how we should fight and poems about how we should not do this and how we should not do that and how the world is bad and all of this stuff instead of poems that actually bring hope like poems about God or poems about Jesus and that's basically um what I gathered from that poem and it is crazy to see how the world is shaken literally it's literally shaken by all of these things that for me it's relevant for us to speak about it but the way we're speaking about it then changes the whole topic are we going to speak about it from a point of view of this is bad this is what happened this is horrible we need to uh fix the uh, not we need to fix this that's not what they're speaking about but this is bad this is horrible and this is what we need to do from their standards are we actually speaking about it from a point of view of okay this is bad but this is how we can fix it this is where we can get our victory from this is what we've already been guaranteed victory in are we speaking about it in in that way are we speaking about it in a way that actually just makes people lose hope because that's another thing that poetry is supposed to do and we're speaking about something called restoration poetry and in its definition i don't think it gives the word justice i feel like if we're going to redefine restoration poetry we should Uh, Define it as something that actually brings restoration that brings peace that brings that hope and that brings faith into people's lives Rather than just having poetry that's meaningless So basically at number four we have howl by Allen Ginsberg and this was an anguished protest literally a howl Against the era's soul-crushing conformism and a hymn to the holiness of everything about the human body and mind Splashed in a verse that breaks free from the standard meter but speaks instead Um, In the long lines of jangling rhythm And natural breath And conversation A style inspired by the expressive poets Who went um, went Against and ignored The ivory towers of high Modernism So basically this poem speaks about um, So basically what happened in the olden days Was that as things were going more industrial and as things were becoming more modern, there were people that stood up against it. They were like, no, we don't want this. We don't need this. And um, why are we conforming? Basically, was what was happening. It's hard to think about it now because we live in highly industrial places where everything is industrialized. But if you think about it from back then, could you imagine being in a place that had nothing? basically no no not enough technology not enough of anything and now the world is diving into technology they're diving into high buildings and all of this stuff and for them it was conforming because they were not used to it but everyone else was doing it so for them it seemed like they were conforming to what um, everybody else was doing can you imagine that going into technology and actually be conforming in this day and age it it's it's not highly thought of but if you think about it from their perspective if you go back to what they were thinking and it basically speaks about um the poem being as a hymn to the holiness of the human body and soul and if you know anything about the soul basically i'm going to explain this to you so the soul is made out of your mind so it's your thoughts your will and your emotions and basically, your body is your flesh, and if we think about this in the way that the poet was trying to explain it was that he was saying that the body and the soul were holy. but when you actually look at it, um we' made out of three parts, and that's your spirit, your body and and uh your soul, basically, and your soul is in this conflict, and it's trying to decide whether it should go with the spirit, which is basically do what's right and 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 live life to the fullest or if it should go with the flesh with which represents basically destruction and that's basically what it was and he's saying without including the spirit that the human soul and the human body it's holy and if you know anything about the human soul and the human body without a spirit it actually really isn't and yeah that's what he was basically speaking about in the poem as you see the more and more they went modern the more and more the world advanced i would say the more and more it started to turn away from god and i see this as one of those things that started showing the the age of when we started to turn away from God and where church was bad, and I was speaking to someone earlier, and I was actually telling them about the whole fact that the world hates God, the world hates Jesus, it is more popular or it's it's more of a mode for you to actually go go into the world and actually speak against Jesus. We see it in movies where characters um in in the adventure movies for for example um where he actually speaks about the fact when they ask him who do you serve on earth and he's like you don't expect me to say jesus right we are going more and more into a culture where we are being taught and we are constantly it's being uh impressed upon us whether it is Blatantly or whether it it is subliminally, but we are basically getting these messages of you need to go against God, it is not popular to like God, it's not popular to do this and that. And that's what is happening in the world. And whether we choose to wake up to it and actually be like, Okay, this is wrong, or whether we choose to go with the world and be like, Okay, it's alright, let's as long as no, we need to start actually putting poems out there that are in line with the word and that are actually teaching the world about god this is just one of those other things where um people think it's okay and what we are going to be speaking about next week is basically um raps that make people that make that have confused christians rather so what that's what we're going to be speaking about next week and I really want you guys to tune into that show because we are being confused more and more, whether it's through poetry, whether it's through um what we watch on TV, whether it's whatever it is, we're being confused more and more because something has the word God in it, or because it has the word holiness in it, or it has the word him in it, we, we automatically think it's Christian and it's right for us to watch, read, listen to, whatever the case is. That thing just because it has one word that suggests that it's Christian and that's not what we need to do. We need to look at everything as a bigger picture. We need to read things as a bigger picture. We need to look at the bigger picture in the programs you're watching, the movies you're watching and everything and be like, is this actually in line or are they just using this to try and confuse us? And that's what that poem was about. And it has really been hot. We have done the four poems that shake the world. We're gonna go into the top three after this break. But I know you guys need to relax and just breathe, so I'm gonna give you guys a breather, and we'll be back right after this.
2: Hey, peace now
1: hey, 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 oh, this. Hey, hey, Let's just say I heard it. truth.
2: Get your tambourines out every now. I surrender right
1: out. Hey y'all Get a by Active Worship today. Contact us for more info on www.activeworship.co.za.
0: Everybody, you're still tuned into Rhymes and Poetry with your girl, Naudie Lee, and we have basically been going through the seven poems that shook the world, and as promised, I will tell you the only two things that can shake the world, Um, but that's a little later. Right now, we are just going to go into the top three poems that shook the world, and we are going to be looking at this, and basically, number three is The Wasteland by T.S. Eliot, and... What I would say about this one is that it, it shook the world because of um, basically its modernized techniques in poetry. So it was something fresh, something people hadn't seen before. And that's basically why it shook the world. And The Wasteland radically innovates terms um, of not only subject matter but also technique. It's a collection of fr- fragments, a series of dramatic monologues and multiple speakers rather than just one populate the poem furthermore through countless allusions and references Eliot compares the present to the past the poet vendor adds often arranges fragments from the past in jarring jackster positions and basically that is what he's speaking about the buddha next to saint augustine and Ovid next to the wagner and he is basically just doing that and what shook the world about this poem is his technique and yeah as as poets we do go much into technique even though we're just writing poetry and that's I think where we've lost the plot right now is many poets don't look at technique anymore they just look at can i write can i rhyme and they go with that and they're like okay i can and that's basically their poem what this guy did was revolutionizing poetry that's what he basically did in this poem and um it's it, it was pretty cool and what he's speaking about in the poem is uh basically comparing the past to the present and he takes it from different people's perspectives he goes into monologues people just speaking and it's a contrast it's this poem is really awesome again i would say That one of the reasons it shook the world is because of its subject matter and he's speaking about Buddha and he's speaking about all of that stuff and yeah that's that's basically why he he shook the world in this poem as I would say again that we need to start bringing out poems that share the truth rather than just bringing out poems just for the sake of rhyming or bringing out poems just for the fact that we can And that's what people are doing these days I can do poetry because I can put down a few stances I can do this we need to actually go into technique and start moving poetry from the place that it is now even though it's great I wouldn't say it's bad where poetry is now but we need to start moving it from where it is now into a place where it can be better in the future where future generations can look at your poem your poem and be like, wow, they, they, they advanced technique, they use this, they d-. just as we speak here about these people, but can you advance poetry but still speak about Jesus? Can we do that rather than having the top seven poems not even have one Christian in it? The top seven poems that shook the world has nothing to do with with Jesus. The all of the poems I've read them and they have nothing to do with anything other than what the people want to hear so as as christian poets we need to start going to a place where yes we can write poetry but can we advance poetry can we take techniques and put them in poetry where people are like wow that's another way of writing poetry and they're writing reviews and raving about your poem and just move out of the basic just writing poems for the sake of writing poems so basically at number two we have the canterbury tales and this is just after the the Norman conquest in 1066 and it's basically got the number two spot because of the language used in it. Um, It's got old English in it and If you didn't know there is something called old English um, basically and that was from the 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 olden days when English was still entering France and Germany and they were like speaking this new language and they're like okay now we can do something with it and this poet basically just took that and he ran away with it I mean he, he did incredible stuff he was speaking about the Renaissance and all of that other stuff in his poem and Yeah, basically he just um, arguably reached the highest form of his masterpiece with this poem and this was the best poem he had ever written uh, according to the times and he basically took a lot from people like Shakespeare and Spencer and all of those other people and he just put it into one poem and he basically just, he, he killed it with the language that he was using in the poem and with the old English and he was bringing it more into the modern English. So that's what he did to advance his poetry. And the first poet, the number one poet, topping the list, is Hamlet by William Shakespeare. And this is what the review says. um, Topping the list is Shakespeare. Surprise, surprise, yet he deserves top honors. That is what it says. No writer or poet otherwise has a greater impact on the language than he, whoever he was. And he's wordplay and verse play in Hamlet is arguably the magnum opus and this yeah we've seen Shakespeare at number one in many charts for whichever poem he wrote Shakespeare was obviously one of the most influential poets of that time he he crushed all the other poems and he basically wrote a lot about weird things that the human brain like I, like i still read some of his poems and i was like what was he thinking some of the poems are normal but like most of the poems that he wrote i mean it is crazy he obviously came up with the whole sonnet if you don't know what a sonnet is it is a 14 line poem and basically he created that structure he lived by that structure in most of his poetry and he did revolutionize poetry if you look at it the what Shakespeare did with poetry was crazy and that's why he is so influential and that's why he is the person he is today and yeah so I would say Shakespeare at number one it's not surprising there are obviously other poets that I would have liked to seen on see on this chart Christian poets and other people that I think truly are doing incredible things I mean Maya Angelou is an amazing poet and she she truly did do a lot for poetry. We read her poems and people are blown away by the things she says, by how she uses things like metaphors, how she uses personification. We see it in many of her poems where she, she, she's speaking about something, but you're like, is she speaking about it? Or is she actually bringing in a deeper meaning into this? Like, what is she actually saying? And those are the poems that um excite and inspire me to do more, um more than what, I possibly could do and those are the poems that we should actually be diving into and going into and as promised I did tell you that I would tell you about the two things that truly can shake the world above poetry above anything and this is basically um, from the Bible where it speaks about the the only two ways we can shake the world is through the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and We need to start speaking about this stuff We need to start realizing That this is a way that we can actually shake the world Yes, speaking about um, All of these other topics Shakes the world now But if we get more people And if we get excitement And if we use poetry to actually share the message Of the Bible We can actually really shake the world Like honestly And it says through testimonies And it's actually weird that I read a lot of Christian poetry And how many Christian poets are actually sharing the testimonies Testimonies through poetry. And it is possible. It's not like it's something that's impossible. It's not like a testimony has to be spoken. You can write it down and you can actually write it into poetry. But why aren't we diving into that? Why are we not sharing testimonies through poetry? Why are we not um publicizing the whole fact that Jesus has done something in my life and He's continuing to do things in my life that are above and beyond anything I could have ever imagined, why is it not a norm for us to see that in poetry? We need to start changing the norms and breaking the norms right now. The norm is let 's speak about land let 's speak about racism let 's speak about all these other topics that don 't mean anything because what happens on this world will on this earth will stay on this earth, but then once we die, then what does all of that mean for us? Where do we go after that? Why are we not looking at the bigger picture, which is eternity, rather than looking at the small things that impact the world now? Why are those small things that will mean nothing after we die shaking the world? And why Why not? What will be there in eternity with us? Why is that not shaking the world? And I feel as poets, we need to truly go into poetry with a different mindset saying okay i'm going to use poetry as a tool because it is a tool it's 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 a talent that is given to you to to impact the world and what are you impacting the world with are you impacting the world with stuff that is going to bring about wars stuff that is going to bring about anger and strife and fighting or are you actually impacting the world with your testimony are you impacting the world um with the blood of the lamb which is something that many people it is crazy before i uh uh, actually started finding out about this stuff and before um i came to church I actually didn't know about the blood of the lamb and that's crazy because there are many other people out there that don't even know about it and if you don't know about it then how do you use it, how do you access it, how do you apply it in your life if you don't know about it and as poets can we now start writing poems that actually educate people about this stuff, that actually bring knowledge this is what restoration poetry truly should be, something that brings restoration rather than Something that the world uses as restoration. And I say this in inverted commas because what we see as restoration is not restoration. It doesn't bring restoration to anything. Never mind our souls, never mind our lives. Um, so we need to basically just go out there and shake the world. And the next time we look at the seven poems or the second seven poets that shook the world, we need to have Christians in there, the top seven Christians that are truly just going out there and telling the world about Jesus basically and about his blood and about what he's done in my life and that should be so exciting that the world is like hungry for our poems because we are actually giving them something that can truly just shape them and it has been a truly amazing topic i don't want to leave you guys high and dry so i'm going to give you guys two amazing checks just before we close off i'll see you right after this
3: rapid trade is passionate about mobility and solutions that make a difference in your business from mobile sales and sales management to van sales and
2: proof of delivery.
3: For a, For a demo, demo, call Reptrade on Trade.
2: 011-493-9755. Reptrade, Rep- ahead, ahead of the, of the game. game. I'm not the an danger, I never claimed it. Is this what fame does? Well, this is dangerous. I'm not the god, no, I'm just human. You don't need to magnify it.
0: the top seven poems that shook the world, and as I said in the last segment, we need to start going out there and actually just changing the world through the means that the Bible has given us, which is the word of our testimony and the blood of our lamb, rather than poems that are speaking death into the world, and us as poets need to start rising up and stepping up, and what I've seen is that Merely every single poet that's out there is speaking about stuff that won't mean anything. And we need to just break out of that mold and break into a new world where we're actually speaking about what actually really matters. And this has been an amazing, amazing, amazing show. And if you're looking for us, because you're always looking for us, right? You know where to catch us. You can catch us on our website, www.activefm.co.za, or you can catch us on Facebook, ActiveFM777, or simply on Instagram, ActiveFM777. And because we love you that much, we created our own personalized page, which is rhymes and poetry 777. You know where to find us, comment on our shows, give the shows as a gift. As we always say, someone out there is hungry for this stuff, and we just need to start pushing this and getting this out there. This is Naldi Lee from Rhymes and Poetry, another week signing out. And to